In a world where James Franco is still considered a credible actor and Mike Busey can open a place called the Sausage Castle, one podcast will rise. One podcast will take a stand. It's host steadfast and strengthened by snark and snobbery. This podcast is Cinema Geekly. Podcast episode 122. It's Anthony Lewis here with Aaron DeLos. Uh, Aaron, exhale. How are you doing? I'm fantastic now, man, that I breathed out. How's it going? <laughs> I am going uh, I am going good. Things are going good. <laughs> it's Doctor Who fucking day. Of course. Uh, so how I am could it ex- not be good? Or how could it not be, uh, not be good? Oh, what's that? There we go. I brought, I brought the sound effects along. <laughs> ben, ben Knight is with us. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, the gin it's and uh, an hour to go, or an hour and a bit. The gin and tonic is is eagerly uh, awaiting consumption. I take it. It, it hasn't arrived yet. Um, I believe. I, I think I heard the distinctive sound of that Tanqueray bottle being opened just now. Tanqueray. So you guys drink fancy gin over there, even. Oh yeah. Look at you. Good uh, Glumbove, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I may have to drop this call if those sound effects keep going. <laughs> it's Doctor Who Day for everyone but Glenn. I'd like to point out that in quite the contrast to uh, to Ben's Tinkeray Gin, I myself have got uh, a badass uh, American lager, and that is Kid Rock's beer, available only in Michigan. <laughs> Kid Rock's badass beer. <laughs> is it really when, called? When $9 is too much for a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't Metallica just uh, launched one this week as well? It's available in one city only, or something as well. Oh shit! Yeah, but that they charge you fifteen hundred bucks, and Lars just spits on your mom. <laughs> do, they, do they have a clever? Do they have a clever name for the beer? I don't Load. think so. Like a like a <laughs> like of wolf and barley or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Nice, nice. No, uh, that's I'll try and idea. think of one during the course of the show. I'll, I'll name it for them. Uh, the last we... week it was sticks. This week we're, we're moving right to Metallica. I like it. That's a good progression. That's mm-hmm. right, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, before we get started, uh, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Uh, everybody head over there now if uh, if you really dig in the, the regular Cinema Geekly podcast. And, of course, the, uh, the other shows we toss out on the free stream, including uh, uh, From Parts Unknown, when uh, that returns, if ever. But if it never returns, uh, we left on a high note. Uh, for sure. Uh, and oh, it's got to return. We have Harry Potter plus all the Halloween stuff coming up. We gotta. We have no, some no, big... no, no, no. That's that's uh, that's uh, incredible. Oh, you mean the Netflix shit? No, no, that has to come back. I, I've been doing it on my own just because I, I got <laughs> bit right. by the bug. I have found some truly amazing movies. Uh, and and of course, uh, we approve it. Uh, they're uh, continually releasing uh, episodes. The the most recent of which I believe is the. Uh, the Krampus Christmas episode where they reviewed a bunch of trailers for holiday films uh, coming up, including one with, uh, I think it's Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackie. Uh, that looks pretty funny, actually, but I'm a big Seth Rogen fan. For example, did you know The Rock and Liam Hesworth did a movie together? Shit, no, I did not. Was it, yeah. wait, was it Doom? It, no, it's called Empire State. Uh, really? Th- they're two childhood friends, and they... They, uh, the Rock is a cop, uh, and the Hem- Hemsworth and his buddy are uh, are robbers who want to rip off an armored car. So they battle the Rock. Well, as one does. It's uh, fucking dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So speaking of, but speaking of things that are not dog shit, uh, back to cinemageekly.com slash premium. Uh, head on over there, and you can. It's a great Cinema Geekly segue, everybody. I love oh, it. Superb. Uh, Thinking of things, speaking of things that are not the things we were just speaking of, that's how we segue around here. Um, Twelve dollars gets you access to three hundred and sixty-five days of premium podcasts. Uh, Graph seventy-two and Tiger Cat are the newest premium subscribers. With Tiger Cat just signing up uh, yesterday, uh, I believe. 
What's just, up, Tiger Cat? Yeah, just in time to hear the latest episode of Hear the Walking Dead, where Aaron, myself, and Aurora discuss the latest episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, and we also, I believe, took a vote to, uh, in which I was outnumbered, to continue covering <laughs> The Walking Dead when it returns for season 800 in a couple of weeks. Uh, but this is a great time to sign up uh, because in a couple of weeks, virtually every show that is on the Premium Podcast Network over there will be returning. But if you're on the fence, uh, sometime in the next month or so, we're going to do, I think we're going to do another free week where all of the podcasts we do on the Premium website will be uh, available. We'll do a week's worth of free content uh, if people are on the fence about uh, plunking down uh, $12. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. We'll be uh, announcing something about that uh, fairly soonish. But uh, for the time being, let's talk about uh, what's gone on in the world of the movies and the TVs. Uh, the, this first thing, Aaron, I guess you decided to post this. I I saw it and I didn't even think it was really worth posting. The uh, the Jessica Jones gigantic air quotes trailer. That or they, te- the, the the teaser for the trailer. I yeah. Mean, it, uh, yeah. They showed a they showed a thirty second TV ad that was a hand drawn cartoon. That's nothing of the show. I'm just like, this is, it was essentially a reminder that the show exists and it will be released. Um, I think it did premiere with an, the trailer did show an actual date for the premiere though. Did it not? They, they announced uh, November 20th. Yeah. I think for all episodes. Uh, was there anything you gleamed from this cartoon of Jessica Jones? Uh, well, the Avengers Tower is first and foremost in... Oh, that's right. They did... Like, as she's standing in the middle of the streets. Uh, and the whole scene is just swathed in, in like, the in the purple of, you know, David Tennant's uh, super mutated, uh, you know, mega hormones you know, control over everybody. I mean, because he's the purple man. I mean, he just, you know... He can control people uh, to the T, almost like, you know, they're being imperious, you know, to continue with the Harry Potter trends everywhere. Uh, yes. So it, it's just, you know, there's a lot of very telling things. I mean, you, you get a bit of her, uh, you know, she went through some shit and now she's trying to battle her way back. I mean, so there's a lot of it. It very much sets the tone for the show. For those who aren't aware of the comic book, I mean, if you're kind of getting the feeling this is very much in the vein of Daredevil instead of, you know, Ant-Man, you're absolutely correct because – this fucker's going to get dark really fast. Um, I yeah, I didn't gleam anything from it. At least I'm, I'm glad you gleamed something from it. That's <laughs> why I didn't post it. I was just like, eh, okay. Thanks for letting me know the show's still coming. I was going to watch it one way or the other. Right. Uh, um, you didn't have to be sold on it from I the wanted, yeah, I was, little things in the trailer. I'll be, I'll be honest. I was pissed a little bit because basically I saw some misleading headlines that were like, Jessica Jones trailer released. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, footage. Let me see what this is going to look like. And then I saw this essentially just just animated TV spot reminding us that the show exists. And I was a little pissed off. I'm like, now I now I want to watch the show slightly less because see, but, but now you should go back and watch it again. And then when you see the Avengers Tower, you be like, oh hey, there's the Avengers Tower. You that's know right. what I mean? It's that's something. Fun. That's something I haven't seen in anywhere. A months. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, let's let's talk about this piece of news. I find uh, another. Another thing that I found uh, infuriating, I, I, I guess it just I, it just struck a, a tone of I don't know why this is happening. But um, all right. So Deadline had reported that uh, Legendary's upcoming Kong Skull Island movie. Oh, the fuck. Uh, moved from Universal to Warner Brothers. Uh, and that is because Legendary is keen on developing a King Kong versus Godzilla movie. And uh, they're making uh, uh, efforts to uh, to keep those characters uh, under the same banner. Uh, Glenn, I'm going to start with you. What do you uh, What do you think? I mean, uh, they did this. You know, isn't that the second Godzilla movie? Is Godzilla versus King Kong? Yes, I think it's the second one. And then, like, there's a lion that they also have to fight. I think that's the same one. Are you think about the lion that the Rock had to fight in the Hercules? Is that what you? No, because that know, lion was huge. Strangely yeah. enough, the CGI was about the same. Um, Liam Neeson lion was pretty good in that one where he was Jesus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
about the kids in the closet. Yeah. You said that, but the whole time I was thinking of him as like a lion face for those Clash of the Titans movies. Oh, because right. he's so shiny with his mane in that movie. Majestic uh, but, even. Yeah. Anyways, back to the question. No, I, I guess this could be like Warner Brothers version of Captain America uh, Civil War. Only yes. saying this because like... You're an idiot if you don't root for Captain America in this movie, and you're also an idiot if you aren't going for the fire-breathing lizard. Yeah. Like, it's kind of... It's a little one-sided for different reasons, but, yeah, I mean, he's just... He's a giant gorilla. The other one is a prehistoric monster that shoots off fire in a really awesome way with the Gareth Edwards version. Uh, Ben, I'm curious to get the uh, the British perspective on this. Is there a single human being in in Great Britain that gives a shit about either Godzilla or King Kong. <laughs> and uh, No, it's, it, it gets the chance of, you know, that you get it uh, if you're watching a football match where you don't support either side of we hate you both. Uh, I, I don't know. You've got a fucking great gorilla who gets easily distracted by Jessica Lang, and you've got a lizard who um, you're watching it and thinking you've got a really annoying kid. Sure. Is it his kid? Godzuki, anyone remember? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't get to be fair, I I've been following these discussions and I don't give a shit. I really don't. And I don't I don't suppose I am representative of the UK on that subject. I'm sure there are some sad, um lonely individuals who are eagerly awaiting um this possible heap of shit. Yeah. I mean now, I'm not one I, of them. I will say this though, in Godzilla's defense when or in King Kong's defense, when this movie came out, Jessica Lang was twenty seven. I mean, that's true. You, know, yeah. you, you tried not fucking scaling a building and just, you know, going ballistic if someone tries, you know, tries taking that that bay. It, it was, it was before the booze. Is that one, too? He is. He's the movie mm-hmm. director. Indeed. Uh, I'm in the rare minority of people who did not utterly hate Peter Jackson's King Kong movie. I don't think it's a good movie, but even the parts of Jack Black. I don't I don't hate it. You know what? I, <laughs> I found Jack Black to be fine, I guess. I don't know. I didn't care. Mm. I don't um, think we watched the same film. I uh, I mean, look, I agree. It's not a good movie, but I'm I'm just not in the camp of people who loathe it. Uh, but I did like Gareth Edwards' Godzilla, but I don't want to see a movie with those. Char- As Glenn noted, it is ridiculously one-sided. You've got a, a really huge gorilla, which for gorillas is really really fucking big in King Kong. But if we're if we're talking like the Godzilla from the Gareth Edwards movie, the King of the Monsters, that thing is fucking gigantic. Like, it's so huge that it could not scientifically exist in real life. It would be crushed under its own weight. It's so fucking But big. But the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And you've got to root for Team Mammal, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess... Okay, give the gorilla a gun. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, okay, so yeah. the aliens that created Mechagodzilla... You do that, and I'm watching the movie. They make a gun for King Kong to kill Godzilla. Well, they well, make their mecha suit for Godzilla. So guns don't kill... Uh, sorry, guns don't kill lizards. Monkeys do, but only if they've got a gun. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, fine and, with that. And, and a pork pie hat. Put I a mean, you could say the same for us. You know, we're <laughs> also a, monkeys. Put a kill. put a put a pork pie hat on King Kong and give him a Tommy gun, and I will watch that movie all day long. But until then, we're talking and three about... red shells. You give him three red shells. I mean, he's got a chance. Three red shells. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, uh, King Kong has a chance if they're fighting on Rainbow Road, Glenn. But uh, anywhere else, uh, it's, it's fucking Godzilla all day. Early. Well, Bowser's Castle. I mean, that's like his sure. cousin. So yeah, I uh, realize this has turned into like the the worst <laughs> fringe con pun yes, ever. Absolutely. <laughs> now, uh, have you guys heard that uh, they want to end this movie uh, to lead into a King Kong and Godzilla team up? Oh, they're like a tag team. Yeah, where they battle something else after this. Oh my god, I don't even know what that. What, Mothra? I don't know. Like they, they're not saying, but they're say, the, the word around the campfire is that they're they're hoping it leads to a team up after this. So they want uh, so to be they Batman fight. They somehow Superman. communicate, become buddies, and then <laughs> battle whatever the fuck else shows up. Maybe a kaiju. It's a road trip uh, movie after yeah, that. Some, yeah. What? Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just oh you, so this could tie just to like Pacific oh bro Rift. you haven't gotten laid yet and Godzilla's like don't make fun of me like no we gotta get you some pussy man let's go to Vegas and then it's, yeah it's they a, road trip to Vegas together is uh, is Mad Max a legendary movie maybe they could get uh 
uh, they can include Mad Ma- elements of Mad Max in there for the road trip parts. No, Pacific oh, Rim is though. Pacific Rim is most certainly legendary. Yeah, it did. That's it'll be going down. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that. If if the team up movie makes Pacific Rim two happen, well, I'm Jurassic, okay with it, that. Aren't the Jurassic Park movies legendary also? Uh, they are, but they're Universal. Yeah, uh, Universal and Amblin. So. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, cover your ears, Glenn. Doctor Who talk ahead. Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know that actually that is my USB hub on my desk. <laughs> is it? It's just a TARDIS. Is a USB. Yeah. Um, okay. So first things first. Uh, ben noted that uh, up on uh, up on the BBC website, and eventually I think they put it on the YouTube's as well. Yeah. Uh, they did uh, for everybody to watch. Uh, they did a prologue. It's uh, not particularly long. It's just a scene, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, for the upcoming Series 9. Uh, would either of you care to uh, explain uh, what they what they gave us in this in this prologue? I'm just conscious to... of the fact that I think... Didn't Aaron say he hasn't seen it? Aaron, did uh, you yeah, not I, see I, it? I, no, I was waiting until right before the show, but no, go ahead and discuss, uh, please. Okay, so um, you have... Uh, my favorite returning horror actress um, whose name every time I speak about her, her name completely disappears out of my brain, which is really odd given that, you know, anyway, so Julia from Hellraiser, as we all know her much better uh, is back as uh, the leader of the sisterhood. And it's her talking to the doctor Capaldi's doctor, obviously in this situation and Julia Catton, Julia Cotton. Otherwise what's her bloody name? The actress. Oh, it will come to me. Uh, She, uh, is yeah. So she's talking to the doctor. Oh, you mean about, her real name? Yeah, I got no idea. Yeah, I can't remember. Claire Higgins. To, Claire Higgins. Thank you very much. Uh, she's talking to the doctor about um, an enemy who. Um, so they're clearly talking about the master, basically, or, yeah. or Missy, if you prefer. And the suggestion is that he's basically the doctor's hiding from the master, uh, but they he can't carry on doing that, and it, it's all it's a little bit sort of. <sighs> I think it's just a, a sort of nudge that that story is not over yet. And I think that we're supposed to get the impression the Doctor thinks that the Master's dead, even though he must like be the only person in the universe who thinks that that's right. He's sure. obviously not seen the trailer for the series either, has he? No, he has um, not. No. He, also, he uh, also hands the uh, the sister uh, yeah. the mysterious disc with Gallifrey and writing on it, which I believe some people have already speculated uh and we talked about on the uh on, on the last episode yeah uh was that it, it might be his last will and testament or something along those lines and, and he had he has to give that to someone yes. to, sorry she has to yeah, yeah like I believe, a I be- burn box or something yeah i believe he said you know who to give this to i think yeah so uh but yeah that that was it it was uh some some clever uh quippy dialogue and um i, th- I think she said like uh you know, you can hide from enemies, but no one can ever hide from a friend. You know, obviously alluding to the Doctor and the Master's past as at one point perhaps being uh, good pals. Uh, which, oh, well, no, uh, she, well, she makes the point that they've been, because uh, the Doctor says, you know, we've we've known each other since we were born or something. And she says, yes, and you've been mm-hmm. enemies ever since. Um, and there's some, there's, there is some crap dialogue in there as, as well, but uh, the... The gist of it as well, the, the, the sort of flip of it is she talks about um, wherever you go, um, there's all, there'll always be somebody who cares enough to find you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically it's a sort of don't go hiding, you need to go and front this up sort of scenario. I mean, she almost broke into Waterfalls by TLC, but, but didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, breaking news. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Jenna Coleman is mm. not going to be on Doctor Who next season. This is, this is a shocking development uh, that <laughs> Ben, Aaron, and myself have only really had about a year and a half to let sink in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's been officially it's been officially announced. Uh, she's got a role in. I think she is she actually playing Queen Victoria, or is it a a role in a Queen Victoria uh, series? I have no idea. I because I, I've heard both. I heard I've I've seen things that just say she's in it, and I've seen things that says she is playing Queen Victoria. Um, I'm I'm not in any rush to to follow out. her into what she does next. To be honest, I've yeah. I've kind of not you know it's been a fun ride, but I've kind of had enough of Coleman for Victoria. now. Yeah, 
I'm good. Um, I, I'm I'm just hoping for a good wrap up storyline, and I'll be happy. Preferably uh, featuring Danny Pink, hey? Oh, of course, Ben's favorite. If he is in this series, I I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be violent. <laughs> I I'm kind of hoping for it now because I'm just I'm just waiting for the. Uh, the yeah, the next, the first episode of this series of Who Made Who is just going to be the first three minutes of me just yeah. coming out with a string of profanities, I imagine. Yeah, I'm just waiting for one of the unnamed, uh, as of yet unnamed episodes to when the the name is finally revealed. Like it's just Danny Pink Part One and Danny Pink Part Two. Oh, <laughs> it'll be amazing. Uh, there is not enough gin in the world. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, she's uh, it was uh, released by a bunch of outlets and then. Uh, Jenna Coleman herself officially uh, announced that she's going to be leaving the show. Although, obviously, anybody listening to Who Made Who uh, last year were were well aware of the fact that we were positive she was leaving the show by the Christmas special, and it appeared that it was all set up for her to leave the show by the Christmas special. And then it was also very clear that they changed their minds and then changed the ending uh, for her to to be on for, for this series. So... Uh, not a surprise to anybody who's been following the show, but apparently it was breaking news all over the internet yesterday, or not yesterday. Beep, 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 beep. That's right. Uh, one more bit of Doctor Who news, other than the fact that it's Doctor Who Day today. Uh, the fine folks over at io9 have a spoiler-free uh, review for the first two episodes. Because oh, I don't want to know shit. Nothing. Uh, well, that's okay. They did a spoiler-free review. Mm. Uh, the only thing that they did note was that the premiere will not be for novice viewers. Um, head writer Stephen Moffat is once again concerned with the question of just who, what, uh, who and what the Doctor is and whether or not he's a hero and what he means to people and what kind of effect this has on the universe. Uh, but uh, it is noted that there will be a lot of uh, cameo-type appearances in the episode mm. and... Uh, if you are not familiar with, uh, and apparently these will be cameos from various uh, uh, eras, uh, yeah, yeah, of uh, of at least since the reboot, at least, but perhaps before. Uh, and they're saying, uh, I believe, I believe it goes before reboot from some bits I was hearing today as well. Uh, in fact, it says it's front loaded with lots of cameos and shout outs from throughout the history of who. Tons of characters just turn up, and you're supposed to know who they all are. Uh, I won't list them all here because they're spoilers, but if you are not a Who expert, you may want to keep one on speed dial, it says. <laughs> or you could pay $12 and sign up to... Okay. Yep, you can listen to us <laughs> explain who all of them are to you in painstaking detail. Uh, all right, uh, let's go... I should say, just before you finish on Who, sure. um, you know Will Wheaton is now the voice of the uh, DVD boxer extras for Doctor Who, don't you? I did not know him, that. Him, him and his beard are now uh, uh, it, it, they're now the sort of interviewers for all of the backstage stuff. Because on YouTube at the moment, there's um, quite a lot of the videos in which uh, Moffat and Capaldi are explaining the sort of theme, as you were just saying, actually, the theme of this series is very much the sort of exploring whether the Doctor needs to be affable in order to be a hero. I tell you what it sounds like they're doing. It sounds an awful lot like they're refocusing again on... Um, that sort of late Peter Davidson, early uh, Colin Baker sort of yes. uh, slightly sinister but still hero type Doctor thing. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm super fucking excited. And for you, Ben, and for mm-hmm. people with uh, various means of internet trickery, uh, <gasps> the first episode will be uh, showing up not, uh, not too long. One me. hour, 42 minutes as we speak. There we go. Um, all right, Glenn, you can you can awake from your slumber. That's fine. I just been coming up with concepts for the uh, King Kong Godzilla team up movie, <laughs> oh like God. how it leads into it. There's so many so. ways. Uh, all right, uh, Glenn, I want to I want to talk to you about this first. Uh, Disney is releasing. We've got a trailer for it here. They're releasing their first horror movie, uh, where apparently a young child is lost in a jungle full of incredibly dangerous animals that are going to eat him. And a documentary crew has filmed all of this, apparently without informing uh, any sort of police or protective services. Uh, Oddly enough, they're calling it The Jungle Book, uh, which is a a story I remember from my youth, but this doesn't seem to be triggering any of those memories for me. Uh, What did you think of this trailer? 
Oh, it's just another way that Disney finds out how to make things from public domain where no one else can make them. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though, there, I mean, there's another Jungle Book movie coming out called Jungle Book Origins. It's going to be directed by Andy Serkis. Holy uh, shit, really? Yeah, for real. And the cast is Christian Bale's going to be Bajiri. Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be Sheer Khan. Circus is going to be Baloo. Are there any penguins in that Jungle Book? Uh, I don't think so. And Kate Blanchett is going to be Ka. So... Um, yeah, I, before you mention that, Andy, because I need to, at all times, give Andy Circus proper amounts of respect, uh, since the Academy refuses to do so, uh, <laughs> I, I'm on that train until I'm dead or until he gets an Oscar. Um, yeah, I was about to make fun of it. As soon as you said Jungle Book Origins, I was hoping you were going to say Jungle Book Origins Wolverine, but you did not. <laughs> uh, no, directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> directed by I don't Michael think Bay. it's made by Fox, unfortunately. <laughs> Hugh Jackman uh, will be starring as an actual Wolverine. He'll be doing the voice for a CG Wolverine. <laughs> the house at the moon, because apparently that's what Wolverines do. Apparently. Um, ben, did you watch the trailer for this Jungle Book, the live action Jungle Book? No, I, I got kind of confused. I meant to and then ended up watching the the reboot of the animated one um, trailer. <laughs> just because just it's got an insane cast, doesn't it? It does. Um, but uh, no, I haven't seen the trailer for this yet um, uh, I, was, I was just all i got all wrapped up frankly i kind of took a wrong turn at christopher walken as king louis and i was just stuck there for a while that's gotta be that's gotta be, that's gotta be incredible right it's just gonna, I, I think so it, bill that cast is, uh yeah bill murray is blue idris elba i think is shere khan i mean that's yeah. that's pretty cool good. so no i haven't seen this i'm afraid good voice cast uh aaron what did you think it looked pretty good like this uh we were talking about like prince of persia and uh, Lord of the Flies just kind of comboed up on a one. I don't know how I feel. Cool. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I, in, in, all, in all honesty, like uh, I, I think back to the first Jungle Book, and that seems like a fun, like the animated movie. Obviously, I this just I don't know doesn't. Now they're redoing the songs for Beauty and the Beast. So is this one a musical also? Yes. Well, yeah, they did the Bare Necessities. That's how the trailer ends. So. With Bill yeah, but he's just whistling it. Like that could have been like a clever little, you know, uh-huh. like, but they're full on gonna sing and shit in this one. I want Chris Walken to sing the King of the Swingers. So <laughs> yes, uh, this is oh, gonna be a musical. Who isn't currently doing a really shit impression of Christopher Walken in their head doing that song? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing one. I'm right there with you. Uh, uh, but yeah. Maybe a mo-capped uh, version of his dance from the Fat Boy Slim video that he so, did. Oh, lovely! But is in order to be genuine to an actual animal, like, is his dong going to be like flapping around underneath all that orange fur? Yes, that's what I want to know. If you're going to do real animals, I want to see animal dicks and assholes. Kevin Smith made a point about this, <laughs> and you ever, if you've if you've ever listened to him talk about Jurassic World, his biggest yeah. complaint about that movie is you see all those dinosaurs, but none of them have assholes. Things got to have a damn tailpipe. A uh, wrong, wrong franchise, but that's uh, right. It's got to have a damn tailpipe, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, would you bring everything back to Star Trek? That's, that's I was going to say. Would you, oh yeah. yeah, I was about to really ask Ben good. if you'd like to perform surgery on a torpedo. In fact, but uh, <laughs> you interrupted me. Uh, but holy shit! Uh, yeah, I didn't really think about that. I want to see some monkey dong if we're going to do this legitimate. If these are going to be real animals, yeah, you know, I think you might bird. be able just to go and Google monkey dong and just <laughs> you might get a hit or two. Yeah, I mean, I yes, that would be the easy way, but I want Disney to give me legitimate. You want Disney to give you, you want dong. Disney to give you dong. dong. You want Disney okay. to give you a great big gorilla dick. Yeah, I want Disney dong for sure. Got uh, it. which is, I believe, is the uh, which I believe is the sister porn uh, aspect of Disney, uh, which they don't speak of very frequently, but does exist. It's their Silk Road. <laughs> yeah, it's their Silk Road. It's their underground movie studio that nobody knows about. I hear Gorilla Dick was their code word for Billy Ray Cyrus on the set of Hannah Montana. The news comes out that <laughs> the news comes out that Disney has been secretly like funneling money to like Brazzers for like uh, for fucking ever. Like, well, they probably support Plant Parenthood, so. Oh sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I don't know, man. If there's not a lot of kids, then there's nobody buying their crap. I think they're totally encouraging people to fuck. Sure. sure. Um, yeah. So the Jungle Book. Anyway, uh, I'm not overly. So, is, Sorry, but One Direction's gonna be the Beatles in this, right? Like how the Beatles were supposed to be the Vultures, but couldn't because uh, of schedules. Like, one so is, is is that gonna be? Who the who fuck is One Direction? 
Uh, they're like the Backstreet Boys, but they, and they were popular uh, like three years ago. Or I don't know. John Oliver talks about them a lot. That's that's the extent of what I know. Have uh, you correct. heard that they're taking a break for a year? <laughs> yeah, that's, one of them that seriously. That was my one bit of knowledge I'm spent. That's the only thing I know about them. <laughs> they're taking a break. Are they are they yeah. rappers? What do they do? No, they are a uh, they, um, they are British... they're a group of young men put together, um, probably by a predatory uh, homosexual record Sammy producer. Cowell, I think, which you're not well, wrong. What you just said, but well, well, let's let's just back up legally from that one. They're like uh, Motown, but from Leeds. Is that what I'm to understand? Oh, some such shit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you say Motown it. from Leeds. I said I said but they're they're like O Town, but from oh, Leeds. Okay. Well, actually, his. Here's some fantastic Leeds news for you, completely off the topic for all of your uh, regular listeners. Uh, But Leeds apparently is the home of a newly discovered strain of super gonorrhea. Um, (laughs) Maybe maybe that's why One Direction are taking a year off. Uh, Again, maybe. Maybe. I'm not suggesting it's actually true. So One Direction, they're the outbreak monkey of super gonorrhea. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Right. See, Uh, in America, we have super drunks, but you guys got super gonorrhea. Like, we're going tit for tat on horrible right here. I think going tit for tat is what caused the gonorrhea. Oh, bada bing! <laughs> so, what British band should be the, the the vultures in this new Jungle Book? Like, who who, who would be the think? new Beatles? Yeah, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> well, it'd be <laughs> Oasis, wouldn't it? Clearly, it's Oasis. Oasis don't exist anymore. Um, I know, but when they did, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, it couldn't be Blur because they're vultures, and I'm pretty sure all of the all of the members of Blur are vegan or some such shit. Oh. Actually, actually, they can't be. One of them makes cheese, doesn't he? Um, oh, there's oh, vegan I don't, cheese, you know. but I think they make it from like toenails or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and friendship, yeah. which I think is what their last record was made of as well. With just a hint of cockschmag. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto this at all. Like, it's just completely... I'm trying well, to Well, first we started to talk about Disney and Gorilla Dick, so clearly we just evolved into where we are now. And then we started talking about Blur's Cheese somehow. Yeah, and yeah, then Dick Cheese got involved. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's delve into uh, uh, a bit of rumor-mongering uh, this we? week. There's a little bit of it. These uh, uh, apparently there were some reports uh, oh. from... yes. Of, uh, I, I guess, uh, Brainiac was being considered a potential villain for Man of Steel 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since Man of Steel 2, there's nothing concrete about it. I guess the word is that Brainiac may be uh, put in line to be in the Justice League films. Um, something that might be cannibalized from earlier plans for the Superman sequel. Uh, so it's uh, it's rumor-ongering, but uh, is, is that a good... Is that a big enough villain, a good enough villain for a Justice League movie or what? I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, right? It, because it, look if, what they're the save, if they're, they're going to save Darkseid to be their Thanos, I mean, and build it for a couple of movies. I mean, Brainiac is a pretty solid place to, you know, to start. Uh, but but I, I don't think there's any way in fuck, you know, Batman versus Superman won't be just that. Like, it's going to end just how the first Mortal Kombat movie ended, where, you know, uh, Shao Kahn just pops up out of the sky and then, you know, they just... They throw up their fists and then, you know, roll credits. So I, I think we're not going to get any hint of a villain uh, at all besides uh, Jesse Eisenberg's bangs in Batman vs. Superman. So Brainiac works for, you know, the first Justice League go around. Yeah, why not? That's right. Uh, Glenn, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is, do you do you think that? I mean, because if you, if you think back to like the – because I thought that question in my mind, like, is that a good enough villain? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. The Avengers just had Loki and then like the second rate, you know – you know, alien invasion force. Yeah, the putties from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. From Power Rangers, essentially, yes. Uh, And that was good enough for the first Avengers movie. Brainiac surely is good enough for uh, the the first Justice League movie, correct? You know, James Franco was the voice of the putties. (laughs) In the Power Rangers? (laughs) Yeah, sure was. I'm going to fact check you on that, but Glenn, your thoughts while I'm fact checking Aaron. uh, Um, Thoughts on, on Brainiac maybe being the villain? Yeah, I mean, he's got... Within the comics, he has enough prestige, I would feel like, for the outside source. The only thing I can ever think of Brainiac, and I don't remember anything from the adventures of Lewis and Clark, besides an episode that has Brainiac in it. It's where I think he forces a guy to like run out of a window while he's on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that happened, and I know it was Brainiac. So I feel like, as far as outside of that, on a bigger stage, he hasn't really been uh, let loose. 
You uh, might be the first person outside of Dean Kane to talk about the show Lois and Clark in like 14 I just, years. It's the only thing. I, I can picture it, but I, there's nothing else I know of the show. That's all I know. Uh, and even Howie Dean Mandel Kane. played uh, Mr. Mixelplex in that show. Yeah, I, don't, I was like four when that came out, so I, I can't. I would, uh, I would just like to note that I googled James Franco putties, <laughs> and I was blessed with the following image that I am sharing with everyone now. Oh, thank you so much. What the... Jesus Christ, what a creep this dude is, man. I don't know why that... Uh, why does that uh, pop up for putty? You know, I'm really glad that the call window that says current call with me on you yeah. is blocking the bottom part of that picture. <laughs> um... It is a well, most. I mean, no, he, he, he's not hanging dong. Yeah, dude, what is with this guy? Mostly, he's mo he's only mostly naked. So there you go. Uh, the last there's something either very wrong with him or with me. I'm looking at that as uh, an out gay man, and frankly, I'm I'm kind of craving vagina right now. Oh, I'm <laughs> looking at that. Wow, wow Frank, that's the, that's the Franco effect. Yeah, the Republicans, don't, don't the the Republicans need to. Shit. They're going to be showing that picture to. Uh, yeah, to people they try to convert. You know, and, there's uh, the cure right there. Fuck electric shock therapy. It's just Franco. <laughs> He's Franco cradling his his meager little balls. And so put on like City by the Sea. And then Ooh. that movie with him and Robert De Niro. And that's a thing, right? That's a real. He's I'm not just terrible. making that up. No, but he uh, really did voice the putties. I'm not making that up. In uh, he he has that. <laughs> it was his finest work. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that is an excellent <laughs> putties impersonation for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a James shelf. Franco impression, please, sir. Is, Give credit is, where credit's due. That is top shelf. Um, in uh, and real quick, movie uh, release date news. Uh, Pacific Rim Two has apparently been put on permanent hold. Ugh. Uh, so it could be a while before we get to see Charlie Hunnam. And his uh, his stripper robot, what was it called? I just remember it had a stripper name. Gypsy Danger. There Gypsy. it goes. Gypsy Danger. That is a strippery name for a robot, for sure. Well, uh, it did get stripped down, so. Uh, it's on, <laughs> and Charlie uh, Hunnam was inside of it. Oh, but oh. who? It, uh, it's on permanent hold. And uh, the 50th anniversary Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond, has been moved from its July 8th release date to its July 22nd release date. Ah, now. bullshit. Uh, yeah. So it has moved it a couple of weeks, which, unfortunately for its box office, is going to be uh, a little rougher. Uh, it's under its original release schedule. It was competing with Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Oh, and uh, what is that? And the, <laughs> and the animated movie The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, now it will be... Uh, Will now it will be competing against the Ghostbusters reboot, which will be opening the week Ooh. before. And uh, I don't think they have anything to worry about there. And the week after, uh, Matt Damon's return to the Bourne series will be opening the week after. Oh, they're all right, man. Um, well, I'm internationally, that's a problem. I was gonna say, mayhaps it could be a problem. I know Star Trek Into Darkness box office was hurt a little bit by being placed so close to the whatever it was, Furious, whatever Fast and Furious movie it was. Six, probably. I don't know. The one that made a... Uh, oh, that, Jesus. I, I was going to say the one that made a shit ton of money, but I think the last one made a shit ton of money. The too. last one did make a shit Could ton I, of money. Is anyone else curious about what Mike and Dave need wedding dates about? I can tell you it's Adam about Scott. two brothers who place an online ad to find dates for a wedding, and the ad goes viral <laughs> with hilarious consequences. And, and ben, can you um, tell me the, the, the two main gentlemen who star in this film? Well, indeed I can. That's uh, one, Zac Efron. Oh, and uh, they use the word star. I guess that's figurative in this case. Um, I guess the next... Uh, who's the next leading guy in it? Uh, Adam Devine, I suppose. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Yeah, exactly. No, that is the correct response, boys. Uh, Anna wow. Kendrick is the female lead in it, and uh, that's yeah highlights right there. That's I not do a, have a Slumberg movie, is it? Uh, it's uh, hang on, whose is it? Let's see. Director is Jake uh, Szymanski. That's uh, <laughs> and writer is Andrew J. Cohen. Oh, and Brendan O'Brien. Brendan O'Brien has written stuff that isn't as shit as that. I'm pretty sure. What did he do? <laughs> oh no, no, no. He did Bad Neighbors, didn't he? 
That's like an eighties. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Comedy. That is pure shit. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, the you know, people say, Oh, there's no problem with the Ghostbusters clash, but do you know what? Everyone is slagging it off, everyone's saying this is gonna be horseshit. Yeah, and everyone's gonna fucking see it. A lot of people are gonna I'm, see it. I'm that not movie. seeing it. Yeah, you will. No, I will not. Yeah, you will. <laughs> no, I fucking I'm won. calling bullshit on that right now. You will see that film. There's no way in hell I will ever see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, a lot of, despite Aaron not seeing it, a lot of people will go see the movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the Bourne movie. The Bourne movie is going to do less, but it's also going to do. Let, let's just be honest here. Ghostbusters and Bourne are going to do a shit lot, like a shit ton better than Mike and Dave need wedding dates and the Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Secret Life of Pets, the same people made those Minions Despicable Me movies. Ooh. Okay, so they'll be okay, but Mike and Dave need wedding dates is, is pretty well fucked. Yeah. Um, look, I'll be honest. Uh, I do not want this, and I want this to be a great movie, but I'm kind of hoping that it does just well enough that they don't consider it a failure, but just poor enough that they consider taking it back to television because mm-hmm. every Star Trek fan worth their salt knows that that is where Star Trek belongs. Yeah. It is a better, it's better formatted for television. Oh, great. It for movies. That's where it belongs. In the grave. It was already there, Glenn. It's been resurrected by J.J. Nope. Abrams. No, nope, it doesn't need to come back. It doesn't need to come back and fight his brother Kane. Just it's, stay al- in the grave. <laughs> it's already, it's already, it's already a zombie corpse at this point. Star Trek died already. Uh, thanks to uh, the the Braga era of Star Trek, uh, it is it, it died once, but it is it is since. Did it back. find its own co-ed? No, it did not. Oh. Uh, but no, I'm I'm you know I, I want the movie to do good. It's if the 50th anniversary of the franchise, and I'm hoping for something. Uh, I'm hoping for something at least on par with what they what was presented for us for Doctor Who's 50th. I think it's a high set of like it's a really fucking high bar to hope that they reach. Well, this is like... the one Simon Pegg's writing, though, right? Yeah, Simon yeah. Pegg is. Yeah, I, is I in think you're all right. Yeah. Uh, I'd like him to team up with the guys who are writing the uh, the plot for Star Trek Online, and to do to, to set up a, a series franchise based on the Iconium War. There you go. You can, I think uh, that's that's where this shit needs to go now. I, I mean, I don't know if that's. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if that's got. Uh, uh, any legs past, say, like you or me or uh, maybe like a handful of others. Come on, Netflix. Come on, you <laughs> bastards. Or oh, come on, Amazon. You've just bought fucking Top Gear. Jesus. Which is incidentally going to be called Gear Knobs. On, uh, Are you serious? On I kid you not. Gear Knobs? Gear Knobs. Yep. That's way better. Mm. That's a way better name, I think. Um, and, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but Knob means cock in your guys' uh, it, slang. It does right? indeed. I think it may get renamed slightly less cleverly for the U.S. market to just... Um, Knobby Gears? It? Are they going to call them <laughs> dickheads? Is that just the name of the show as dickheads? Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah top douchebags or something. Top dicks? Or something like that. Yeah, top yeah. cocks? Something what was that, that slang for engine in uh, Britain? Gear yeah, why wings. not? Let's go with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I... I, I Ultimately, I don't think it's going to hurt the movie too much, but I think it's going to end up hurting it worse than it was in its previous position. But uh, apparently the reason that uh, the, the move is really being made is the studio is trying to secure uh, an engagement with IMAX theaters for uh, a release window for IMAX uh, theaters as well. So that sounds like the, the main reason it's getting uh, the date shifted. And they must not be too concerned about the box office that weekend. So, uh, yeah, I, I, ultimately, I'm still more concerned at this point of, of how it's going to turn out. And uh, there have not been many tidbits. I think there's only been, Ben, I don't know if you've been on top of it, but I think there's only been a few set photos that have leaked out. Yeah, very little. Um, there's been a few set photos and a couple of uh, promos because of the, the competition that they're running as well. Ah, the Omaze thing, yes. Yeah, uh, but very little indeed. And Simon Pegg is, he, he keeps giving like sort of little tiny bits of fingers away, but then he's he's a bit of an asshole, so I'm going to guess he's deliberately throwing people, uh, throwing people off. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Nobody would do that for movies. Nah, that doesn't. Especially not being involved with J.J. Abrams at all. How dare you, sir? No, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, oh man! And speaking of, uh, sure. I was one of these suckers that rushed out when the uh, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens toys uh, launched. Did you get your BB-8? I did get the BB-8, and this little fucker is awesome. Did you get the bigger one, or the, I thought it was like a bigger one, and there's a littler one too. I think there's like a tiny I'm, one. I'm not sure which version I got. Uh, it's about the size of a baseball. Um, 
and you know it's got a little, little mm-hmm. droid head on it, and you just you know you just drive it right through uh, the Bluetooth on your phone. It's amazing. Like it really, it's nice. it's the funnest little shit. You think the novelty of driving around a tiny little robot around your living room would wear off uh, momentarily, but I'm here to say uh, it does not. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Can you can you buy fun. those on Amazon? Oh hell yeah. I may investigate. Yeah, that. it was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, it's well worth the price. I mean, you know, there's different programs you can set to it. I mean, you can. It, it displays its emotions. It it makes you know its separate little noises and all that. It, it's awesome. Just a whole lot of fun. Did you get I, your? Uh, did you get your Kylo Ren lightsaber? <laughs> no, I, uh, no, I like an adult. I uh, I put that back and uh, also. Uh, it was really down to that, to either BB-8 or the Millennium Falcon uh, drone, like the quad, or like That's the RC one you can get. Yeah, yeah I'm, but I'm cool. very heavily considering uh, going back for that one also. How, how much was the uh, the BB-8? Uh, I think it was like 125 150 okay. somewhere around there. Right, so answer me this. Um, should I... I'm currently waiting from Geeky Jerseys. I'm waiting for a Cenobites jersey, hockey jersey, oh, uh, which was supposed to ship, I don't know, fucking when the film came out. So 1987. Uh, it may arrive at some <laughs> point before the end of this year. Uh, do I cancel that order because it's been, you know, dead for such a long time and get that, or do I hold out for the jersey? I know oh, you no, appreciate I, I, I would get the robot. It. It, it's it's that worth it. It's a lot of it's a lot of damn fun. It really is. Robots well, over jerseys. Well then, <laughs> as the saying goes, yeah. Uh, well, fuck you, geeky jerseys. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, as, as a true adult, I mean, you know, uh, my daughter and I like she loves you know driving it just as much as I do. So we we sit there just you know, and the battery life on it is really good. I mean, it's only going to charge for like an hour before it's ready to go, and you could drive it you know into the ground forever. Like you'll get your hand will get cramped up, and you'll get honestly tired before you know. The battery gives out, and you just stick it back in its charger. It looks like it's just sitting like on a proper like Star Wars like you know little uh, little droid charging base. I mean, it's awesome. Like the detail they put on it, you know, it's it's well worth it. I mean, if they'd had shit like this when I was little, I mean, it's it's amazing how much more of a dork I could have grown into just because how cool the toys are nowadays. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it was it was pretty worth the money. The the Kingsmen had Oxfords over Brogues, and we have robots over jerseys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Those thing. are both things to live by, I think. Yeah. I think so. Droids over jerseys. Uh, <laughs> I think that should be like a like a geek motto everywhere. That's pretty much the way it works out for us. I think so, actually, yeah. Fuck sports, more robots. Hashtag droids over jerseys. You guys hit it here first. Well, uh, next year we do have America versus Japan and robot fighting. Holy shit, there you go. Well, I mean, they're going to kill us. I mean, Are they going to oh, yeah, no, and totally. it is Char- oh, yeah. it's Charlie Hunnam driving line? I think yes. that's the only way that competition should go down. That's right. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's talk about uh, the movies that are opening this weekend in the United States, of course. Uh, Everybody knows movies don't open in Great Britain. Is it? I saw that. Uh, There are are, are a few wide releases uh, this weekend. Uh, According to Rotten Tomatoes, Captive, starring Kate Mara, is a wide release, which I have not heard anything about until this second when I pulled up the page on Rotten Tomatoes for it. It's a documentary. Uh, it's when she made her parents watch the Fantastic Four. Oh my god! Eating her for ninety minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. It does. It does list it as a drama and suspense. So, uh, this is, by the way, written by uh, written by uh, not not to be confused with Brad Bird, his lesser well, uh, his lesser known brother Brian Larry Bird. Bird. I was oh. going to say Brian Bird. I don't think he's related either. Uh, God, that'd be great if he was related to Larry Bird. Uh, 35% on the tomato meter with 23 reviews for this movie. Uh, Everest is opening this weekend, uh, starring Yak Yylenhall. And uh, that's how it's pronounced, right? I, I'm yeah, yeah. still not in on how, the, how it's pronounced. Yylenhall. Okay, but the first name is Yak still, right? Yeah, I think you actually pronounce it Choke. Choke? <laughs> yeah. And then in the, the original Norwegian. Choke. Norwegish. <laughs> choke. Yeah. Uh, quite the cast. Choke uh, aside from choke, there's uh, Jason Clark, uh, Josh Brolin, Kira Knightley, Robin uh, Robin Wright. Uh, so quite the cast. Um, I'm what guessing they they're just climbing a mountain. That's I'm it? guessing guessing they're climbing a mountain. Yeah. Well, I can uh, tell you who doesn't make it from that mountain. I'm guessing Sylvester Stallone <laughs> appears as a, as a cameo <laughs> at, at one point. 
because uh, I think he was in some sort of, he was in, what was it, Cliffhanger? What the fuck movie was he Cliffhanger, in? yeah, Cliffhanger. with uh, Michael Rooker and John Lithgow. Holy that movie shit. is fucking the tits. It's so good. Um, well, Don't you drop her. <laughs> I really love that movie. You, you can't get me started on Cliffhanger, man. Well, now I'm really hoping for a Stallone. John uh, Lithgow camera. plays such a villain in that movie. He's awesome. He's like, such a dick. Like, yeah. like if they're just climbing the mountain and there's just Stallone hanging off of a cliff by one hand as they're going hey, up. Hey, what are you doing here? Hey. That's, yeah. that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. Uh, 140 you know, reviews. Well, like uh, oh, maybe they'll find Bill Paxton's <laughs> body since he died. Oh, no, that was K2. Never mind. <laughs> uh, 140 reviews in for Everest thus far. 72% on the tomato meter. Uh, there is a critical consensus that uh, says Everest boasts all of the dizzying cinematography a person could hope to get out of a movie about mountain climbers. I don't know. That seems like it's sort of damning with faint praise to me. I don't know. Uh, so they're even... saying, like, yeah, it looks like they're climbing a mountain. <laughs> all, the exci- all the excitement you'd expect from a documentary about train spotting. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Like, I don't know. It's just like, if you like watching people climb mountains, you'll love this movie. Right. Um, Wait, like in the sense of like Price is Right mountain climber, or no? Or I mean, because every else. everybody loves to watch the mountain. The hey, that, there's mountain a lot climber. of suspense that goes into that mountain climber. I, I hear that Choke Yellenhall is a great yodeler. Choke. <laughs> uh, two big movies opening. Uh, the two big ones opening this weekend are uh, Black Mass, starring Johnny Depp, Lord Benedict Cumberbatch the Third, and Joel Edgerton, uh, along with a few other Sienna Millers in this, Dakota Johnson. Uh, the the movie about Whitey Bulger, uh, that that isn't the uh, the movie that's sort of about Whitey Bulger, which I have a feeling will be better than this movie, The Departed. Uh, There's an actual documentary like The People versus Whitey Bulger's on Netflix. Just watch that. I mean, the, the that documentary alone. I mean, it, it's not enough to make me want to see the Johnny Depp movie, but it's it's I'm curious to watch it just to learn more about this guy. But that documentary alone will tell you everything you want to know and. You don't have to watch Johnny Depp try to sound like you know he's from Boston for th- you know three hours or. Well, I'll I'll say this: uh, 148 reviews, 76 percent uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, the consensus says that it spins a gripping yarn out of its fact-based story and leaves audiences with one of Johnny Depp's most compelling performances in years. It says. See, but compelling doesn't mean it's good necessarily. Yeah, you're just compelled to keep watching. Right? Yeah. I was about to say, I, f- I found I'd be compelled him to watch Gary Busey uh... jerk off into a jack o' lantern. It doesn't mean I want to do it for three hours. <laughs> you're lying, aren't you? He's probably no, not, actually. I am not actually. lying. Yeah, he meant four hours. He could do it for four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if we get anything worth doing, worth doing right. Uh, rest of the cast includes uh, Adam Scott, Peter Skarsgård, Corey Stoll, Kevin Bacon. Uh, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Great cast. Uh, I was not listening first. Who the hell is he playing? Adam Scott. He's not playing a gangster in that movie, is he? Uh, no, he's playing an FBI agent. An accountant, like the FBI like, accountant, like the, the world's tiniest FBI agent, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's no bigger than a popcorn fart. He's the one who sits in the back and makes uh, pop culture references, snide remarks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yes, I'm listing this as the bigger release this weekend because it might, in fact, be. Maze Runner 23, The Scorch Trails. I don't know how many. It feels like between this Maze Runner thing and uh, what's the other uh, movie franchise? Insurgent Divergent. Yeah, Insurgent Divergent uh, Detergent movies. They're making. These are like the fucking Saw movies for. Like they're making like one a year at least, right? I think the last one's going to be called Regurgent. Anyway, apparently. Uh, apparently there's... We all chuckled, don't worry. Uh, there are kids, they run through mazes, and presumably... They yeah, pr- presumably the mazes are on fire. Uh, 100 reviews, 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, says it offers an action-packed improvement over its predecessor, although the franchise still stands in the shadow of more successful young adult adaptations. Are we talking about uh, Hunger Games by any chance? Probably, yes. Yeah. What Twilight mm-hmm. made no too, yeah. which I Which I will, in fact, watch the final Hunger Games movie. Those those have been uh, totally watchable. I have noticed... They have I, been uh, better than I thought they were going to be when they set out on that yes. whole thing. Yeah. I mean, they're not Harry Potter, but, you know, who the fuck is? True. Uh, by the way, the early numbers uh, has Maze Runner ahead... Uh, making eleven million dollars on Friday, to Black Mass's eight point eight million. So no it looks shit. like it looks like Maze Runner will take the weekend. 
uh, wow. when those numbers are up. Uh, but uh, because of the day we're recording this on, let's take a really quick look at the top five from last weekend. Because I don't know like half of these fucking movies and what they are. Uh, which means it must have been a really slow movie time uh, on our when we, we skipped a week, I guess. Because I don't know what half of these movies are. Uh, number five was Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which did four million. It stayed at its number five spot. I think it's done okay for itself. Yes. Uh, 600 million worldwide, I think. So get ready for another one of those, I guess. I don't know, presumably. As long as Tom Cruise can keep looking 35, I think this is never going to end. That's probably. Uh, that's all thanks to Dianetics, well, Glenn. They should have stopped him about 12 years ago then, because that dude looks older than shit. What? He does get a lot of protein on his face, I understand. Yeah. It's, it, it's like Elizabeth Bathory used to do back in the day, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a Walk in the Woods which is a movie that I don't know anything about, fell from number three to number four, which made uh, $4.7 million. Uh, War Room, which is another movie that I don't know what the fuck it is, uh, fell from uh, <laughs> the number one spot to number three. What the fuck is War Room? It made. Uh, uh, do you uh, want me to tell you? Like, I've, for real, I've had a lot of people tell me it's so good here. Really? Um, but all of them I won't be able to get a hold of between the hours of 10 and one o'clock tomorrow morning, if you know what I'm saying. I see. I see. It's it is a Christian film. I see. Oh, so, yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, forty-four million dollars. It's made in it's uh, three weeks in the box yeah. office. So, yeah. Uh, the visit debuted at number two. Woo. Uh, that movie believe, was good, dude. I believe that would be M Night Shyamalan's grandma movie. It was mm-hmm. M Night. Shyamalan's I want to hear grandma the movie. words. M. Night Shyamalan's movie was good come out of your mouth, Aaron. M. Night Shyamalan's movie was good. It, it was a good horror movie. He didn't try to make it like, you know, the, there was no real big twist. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it was just a good horror movie. If you just go in to watch it like as an M. Night Shyamalan movie and expecting like, oh, this really going to be where, you know, the, the dude breaks that dog's job, but then his dog was the one who rescued his dad out of the well. I mean, there's no dumb horseshit like that. It's just a good horror movie by M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I heard the last six minutes are really good. The, the entire movie is good. I mean, they build to the scares properly. They don't drag too much. The the, the dramatic portions of the story do fit. And, and it's still very much an M. Night, Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan movie where there's some... He's not preaching at you, but you can tell the message he's trying to get across. And it doesn't feel out of place for the context of the horror movie, like the way he worked it in. So all in all, it was a fucking really good movie. So do you the, think it's slightly flattered by how many shit horror films there have been of late? Yes, I absolutely. Because we have, and, I was and thinking he, about he, this. He, and he's taking shits on, you know, on them a little bit too, like in his movie. So yeah. the twist is that he made a good movie. Is the twist. <laughs> it does like have every, the worst strap line ever, though, doesn't like, it? Like everyone yeah. was going in yeah, expecting it to really be bad. balls, and then when they got in and saw that it wasn't balls, they're like, "Oh my god, what a twist!" Like that was the, that was his, that was his turn. Uh, by the way, you're you're not kidding. Uh, it's a it's at a shocking sixty percent on the tomato meter. Uh, for a horror, that's very good. Yes, and in yeah. the consensus, they say that it signals a welcome return to form for writer-director M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, it was just a good horror movie. He didn't try, you know, fucking around. There was no, you know, Marky Mark being scared of pollen. No dumb shit like that. It was just a good <laughs> horror movie. Wow. And, and, you know, when, you know, the last couple of minutes of the movie are so just intense. I mean, you almost find it difficult to breathe at parts because you don't know, like, how shit's going to get down because it's a horror movie, but it's still Shaman. So he could have duffel Moffat the fuck out of you at any point during that movie. And the way it ends, you're just like, oh, shit. Like, it's... All in all, just top to bottom, a very, very good horror movie. Trying to kill me in my sleep? No, ma'am, we're not. Man, Man It no. Follows was a 96%. Yep. Wow. Uh, I mean, I liked it, but, well, I guess other people like it. That's why its score is so high. But go, Ghost TD. And, and, and... Well, anybody in the need for a horror movie, you know, before the actual, before October rolls through, go see The Visit. It was very yeah. Hold out for goosebumps, though. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> hang on. Just, just before you move off horrors, can I just personally say that new, new to streaming and rental this week, I think, uh, has been demonic. Um, if you've so far managed to dodge this film, carry the fuck on dodging it. Uh, it is quite possibly the worst horror film of at least maybe five years. Oh, well, now I have to go check that shit out. It's just terrible. Okay, so... Uh, the, oh, the oh, Frank Grillo one. Yeah, okay. I, I, James Wan, right? Is that who did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I definitely gotta watch this. Uh, real quick, we saw uh, 
Oh, what what do you uh, would you rather last night with Jeffrey Combs and uh, mm-hmm. Brittany Snow? It, uh, I mean, they give away the the entire plot like in the description, but to watch the movie, like another one, like it was a pretty solid, uh, solid horror movie. If you guys like seeing normal people do fucked up shit to each other, check that one out because Jeffrey Combs is amazing, and the dude who Indeed. plays uh, who plays the penguin in Gotham is in that show, uh, or yeah. is in that movie. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Combs is fucking awesome. As any Star Trek fan. Again, worth their salt would would tell or you. Reanimator. Or reanimator, yeah, that that would be what I would say. Wayun number three for life. Uh, anyway, uh, the the visit did I think it did twenty five million, and it's opening weekend and has already garnered thirty eight million on a five million dollar budget. It, it got some of my harder money. I tell you that. So get ready for the visit. And that shows that there is an appetite there for decent horror films in in yeah. the box office. Yeah, just and, gotta bite uh, some good ones, Hollywood. It just barely lost to another film that I've never heard of, The Perfect Guy. Well, I don't think they're after you. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, not after me. Uh, that, well, it it, after me, it does kind of sound like they're after Ben, but I don't think this is actually for Ben. No. Um, yeah, $25.8 million to the visits, $25.4 million. So it just barely <laughs> eked out a victory over the visit. Uh, but yeah, so slow week last week for movies. This week's going to be a little bit uh, bigger, obviously, with, with Black Mass and uh, the Maze Runner movies coming out. Uh, all right, so I'm going to put this thing to a close. But before we do that, let's quickly touch on this article from Comic Book Movie. or No, no from ComicBook.com. Oh, these motherfuckers. Um, this is now we're talking huge grains of salt here as well, right? Keeping uh, grains. This is uh, this is an article they wrote based off of some tweets from Empire Magazine, uh, who said that at a Q and A last night, uh, John Landis dropped that Disney is finally going to re-release the theatrical cuts of the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, John Landis is long time fr- uh, is a is a longtime friend of George Lucas, and the last time uh, he spoke to George, this was something that George spoke to him about, and. Uh, Again, I think we're going to sit here with with lots of hope because the word was that it would be a, a release and then it would also be a, like a theatrical release and, uh, you know, put them out on DVD and Blu-ray Bullshit. Uh, again, which, uh, again, our hopes remain high for this to happen. But I believe we discussed this in a prior episode when somebody wrote in. It was a, a mailbag question, I think. Mm-hmm. And when we did the research on it, you know, uh, I, I don't think Disney even has the distribution rights. For right. episodes five and six yet and fox has the distribution rights for episode four in perpetuity so if it's ever going if episode four is ever going to be released disney has to work with fox uh <laughs> on it and the last time we heard about anything involving that it was that fox wouldn't do it unless george lucas was okay with it happening which everybody knows the story on how george lucas feels about the original cuts of star wars uh so but he wears a shirt that says han shot first he just, he just throwed it in people's faces. God damn you, Glenn. What an asshole. <laughs> he does. Like, he does wear that shirt. He's just being a dick. He's a troll of the highest order. Someone somewhere is typing like crazy researching this. I can hear you. Yes. No, I was oh, no. my face in the keyboard trying to get the story to go away. That, was, uh, that was a bag of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Jammy <laughs> Dodgers, Glenn. Were they Jammy <laughs> Dodgers? No, they're fudge stripes. Dude, I, I made it a point to track Jamie Dodgers down. Like as soon as we got to England, it, they were terrific. They're mm-hmm. fantastic little cookies. I was really hoping for a second that we were going to finally out Glenn as a as a gigantic Doctor Who fan, uh, but alas, I'm I'm still convinced. Um, uh, marmalade thimble whistles. Them up too. <laughs> Or, uh, now, to me, now, to me, that sounds sexual. Like, if someone comes up to me and asks me for a marmalade thumb whistle, you know what I mean? Like, I don't... I, marmalade I, I may need to get another guy. A, a marmalade what? Thimble whistle. Thimble whistle. See, th- thumb yeah. whistle to me sounded dirty, but thimble whistle sounds kind of whimsical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about the whimsy. There we go. <laughs> I'm, well, hey, I'm still after, even though it's not a legitimate slang term, I'm still all for calling donuts roundelows. Uh, that's... <laughs> Totally fucking down for that's a way better name than donut anyway. Let's just be honest. Round donuts. Uh, all right. Uh, so for everything we talked about today, with the exception of roundelows and 
Uh, I believe James Putty was being the voice of the of a uh, James, James Franco being the voice of the putties. That's just yeah. uh, voice of Franco. And I believe cool. and I believe uh, Disney's porn division. Outside of all of those things, uh, all the legitimate <laughs> things we talked about this week, uh, cinemageekly.com, go over there and check it all out. Uh, on the social medias as well, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, all at Cinema Geekly. Search us out on uh, all... Dude, could you imagine if the Beast and Sully from Monsters, Inc. just started bawling each other out? <laughs> what about the Beast from... <laughs> that and the beast from Beauty and the Beast started doing oh that. Oh my god! They, like both a, beasts just started going at each other. It's a beast off. Yeah, it is a beast off. <laughs> That's a lot See, the, of man. Neither one would be the submissive. You'd have to almost like That's throw the in point. like you know the candlestick or something in there. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, he's pretty. He's much, have, you, have you seen that movie? He's pretty aggressive with that. Uh, that is a sentient candlestick, you guys. This is <laughs> this is really horrible. What about the little snowman? I mean, is his mouth warm? But or is it cold at the same time? Just as hugs. Just as hugs, Aaron. Hmm. Uh, info at cinemageekly.com. I'm trying to get out of this conversation as quickly as possible here. Uh, info at cinemageekly.com is where you can contact us uh, to send your uh, your thoughts or your concerns. Bugs Life. That'd be, a, that'd be a good submissive one. I have a feeling after this episode, there's going to be a lot of... Well, Dennis Leary was a ladybug, so, I mean, he could just do himself. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, once again, direct you towards uh, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Uh, just imagine, this is the stuff we say on the free episodes. Imagine the kind of content you will get for $12, uh, 365 days of bonus Cinema Geekly podcasting. Uh, just you just imagine the, the, the crazy excitement. Starting with Gotham this week. Holy shit, is that coming back? All right. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, this week. Monday. It's Monday. The Cinema Geekly Gotham <laughs> podcast will return. Which ought to be called Penguin's Creek. Penguin's Creek or Batman. Oh, that's pretty good. Penguin's Creek. Or Batman Creek. Babies, yeah. Penguin's Creek. Batman Babies. Batman Babies. Adam West. <laughs> Adam West. I'll say this. Uh, I will say I'm this. Smoothly now. I will, I will say this. The Batman Babies have not made my dreams come true yet. So uh, they've got some work to do for sure with that show. Uh, all right. Uh, so for Ben Knight, Glenn Beauvais, and Aaron DeLosa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week with more Cinema Geekly Podcast. Hey, Cinema Geekly listener. It's Anthony Lewis. Have you ever asked yourself, self, I'd really like to support CinemaGeekly.com. I love the content. I love the podcasts. It's all great. I love it. You'll want to help out CinemaGeekly.com. You want to help out the site you love so much. But you just can't. There isn't a way. Well, you know what? We've brought a way to you. If you shop on Amazon.com. And at this point, I'm not sure who doesn't. Amazon has a gajillion products available to people just like you and me. From movies, video games... You want to watch movies? Buy a TV, Blu-ray player. You can get any of that stuff from Amazon. You can buy like a kayak uh, from Amazon. There's literally something for everybody. If you're like me, you've got Amazon.com bookmarked. But you know what? I say to you, throw that bookmark away. Just go to cinemageekly.com. On the right-hand side of our page, there's a big button with the Amazon logo. You just click that. It takes you to Amazon like normal. You shop like normal. There's no extra cost to you whatsoever. But for every purchase you make through that link on the CinemaGeekly.com website, Amazon is going to shave off 8 to 10% of that purchase and give it right back to CinemaGeekly. So if you are looking for a way to uh, help out your favoritist website in the whole wide universe or multiverse or hooniverse, then look no further. Click that button on the right side of cinemageekly.com. Buy yourself some cool shit from amazon.com and help out Cinema Geekly all at the same time.